Welcome to the 17-month update of Hypo Capital, short for Hypothetical Capital. Um, I'll let Brett get right into it. Uh, what is Hypo Capital? What's our goal? Yeah, so it's just a fake portfolio. Um, hypothetical, I guess, is a, a better term we like to call it. But it, we just started in November 2018, and we gave ourselves a fake million dollars. And since we don't really have that much money, we can't really invest in all of the companies that we want to. Uh, so we wanted to publicly, uh, so we're just posting it on the Substack and on their website, what we're doing and we make changes every month. Uh, so we just have one trading day per month and it's on a weekend. So the disadvantage is there's only one trading day, but the advantage is we're not actually buying and selling with actual people. Uh, we keep it pretty simple. It's long only, uh, no shorts, uh, no derivatives or options just because that's way harder to track. And yeah, we keep it pretty simple. This is the 17th month. And yeah, we just, you know, buy or sell all the long positions. And then, yeah, that's that's really yeah. it. It's very simple. And, and, and in a simplified form, basically, we get one trade a day a month. So we're we're seeing how we do against the market if we were only looking at it once a month and making trades those days. Um, and how have we done? What's our performance all time? Yeah, it's been it's been a great month for us. Uh, we've had a, quite a few good stocks uh, for us, even with the market coming back. So we're up twenty nine percent all time since November twenty eighteen, and then the market as well. I guess we use the S and P five hundred as the uh, index that we follow. That is up eight point four seven percent. So we're outperforming by twenty point five percent. It's been one of our best months, and yeah, that's all I can really say about that. It's it's been well. Been doing yeah, well. and we we had built up a lot of liquidity um, before last month, and we ended up lowering it. I think we ended with like two percent in cash, if I'm not mistaken, last month. So we ended up using a lot of it, which happened to be good timing. Who have been our best performers this month, and also worst performers? So yeah, I'll start out with worst performers. I guess Boston Omaha uh, has been a bad performer. They're down totally thirty three. Uh, but we're still confident in their business. Yext has been struggling. Uh, they're down negative 14%. And then, Disney. yeah, that's really it. Disney, I guess, hasn't been doing well either. Uh, but other good ones would be Teladoc. They are you know, benefiting a ton from the pandemic. Uh, and they're up 217.9%. Roku has also benefited. They uh, pre-announced a revenue beat. They're up 210%. Uh, in total for us. And then JD.com, which spoiler, we actually ended up selling all of it this month just because we're not as confident in uh, China as we were. And they're up 136%. Uh, so yeah, those are the best and worst performers. Okay, we're going to hit a quick break and then we'll tell you our changes that we made and why we're keeping so much cash.
Welcome back in. We'll get right into what we did this month. What did we sell and why? Okay, what we sold was JD.com and Disney. First up, I'll go JD.com. It's simple. We do think if the business numbers are legit, it is a fantastic uh, company. Uh, it's done phenomenally well for us. We both, I don't know if you owned it in your personal account, but I ended up selling it in my personal account as well. Uh, yeah, we sold all the shares and it did, it was a, let's see, percent of the portfolio. It was 10% of the portfolio. So what was one of our largest positions, but we've seen the fraudulent uh, scandals come out of China recently. And I just don't think we can invest over there right now. Also, the economy over there is not doing very well and that's going to lower consumer spending. That's our thoughts heading into that. And J.com is not as, as cheap as it used to be. Uh, yeah, any other thoughts on why is that really? Yeah, this is kind of a sad goodbye uh, because JD.com was a company we really liked uh, and they have done well for us, but there's just a risk factor that we can't, you can't calculate for the fact that all the numbers could be fake. Like you can't put that into your thesis. So it's super tough to kind of judge around that. And we think it's best to just kind of get rid of our Chinese exposure right now. Um, what about Disney? Disney, we sold uh, at, what is it here? $106 a share. I mean, they have a ton of exposure to pandemic affected things. They have a cruise line, they have Disneyland and Disney world, and then the international ones. Um, I know in China, they actually opened up the Disneyland Shanghai and it's kind of, um, it's like adjusted. Everyone's wearing masks. You can't go near people. So there's less people actually at the park. So I think they're going to get affected a ton uh, by this. Um, they're also going to have tough time shooting movies, things like that, where they're not a lot of the essential uh, things that people are going to do. They're not a lot of the essential travel. They are entertainment. They're like the worldwide largest entertainment company. And then ESPN is going to get hit really hard as well. And I think people are underrating how long some of these uh, non-essential items or like non-normal items in crowds or events, sorry, not items, are going to stay away. And I just think they have, they're levered up a ton. Um, I think they got to have a tough time here. And that's yeah. why we wanted to sell. Yeah. And if there's one thing that this pandemic did, it was highlight how, how beneficial it is to have an asset light business. Disney is not one of those. They are no. asset intensive. They have tons of, I mean, it is in its structures. So uh, cruise ships, parks, that stuff is going to get killed for a long time. And even if it's even, even if people go back to normal life, it, there's still going to be some hesitancy from consumers going on cruise ships um, and going to parks. So it, it, we don't know. There's no timeline there. And I think it was just a good idea to get rid of the company as a whole. Um, Let's get into what we bought, though, this month. What did we buy and why? Okay, so we bought two companies, and they're both in the uh, retail clothing retail space, um, Stitch Fix and Revolve Group. Uh, we've done shows on both of those if you want to listen into kind of why we became bulls on the company, uh, or each company, sorry. So we bought 3,000 shares of Revolve, and that now makes up 2.7% of the portfolio. It is actually the smallest position, uh, which... It's just because we're kind of starting out here. Maybe we'll add shares if we get a couple more earnings reports down the line. But basically, Revolve is an online shop uh, that sells higher-end clothing. So we're talking like $300 dresses, $200 jeans, things like that uh, for kind of the upper class in Europe and the United States. 
Uh, and yeah, people love it. Uh, they use social media influencers to try to get people to buy them, which seems kind of like a dumb idea, but it does help drive people to the site and people seem to love their brand. They change things really quickly. So they're asset light and they're online only. Uh, so that helps them interchange things for new uh, trends and stuff like that. And Stitch Fix is the subscription styling service. So you subscribe um, and it's technically not a subscription, but you get a fix sent to you. So the stylists, uh, based on what you say, give them like they send you clothes and stuff like that. We think they're very undervalued right now uh, compared to their growth rate. And they got hit rather hard uh, with this sell off. And we think they're actually going to benefit from people maybe overall uh clothing sales will go down but their share will go up just because it's a lot easier instead of like going into an actual department store yeah and stitch fix was really cheap i mean if they achieve two to three percent net margins they will be uh, uh, it'll be a complete turnaround and yeah right now I mean, it's it's a realistic possibility that they could down the road um revolve it targets the most desirable possible consumer which is young women because they and wealthy and wealthy at that so wealthy young right. women those are the highest uh, sh- are the largest shoppers yeah and so they, other than maybe the the mom um but even the mom is probably buying them for their daughter or stuff like that so uh they have a great consumer base and people that spend a lot of money so uh it's good for them um any more on stuff we bought uh we did not buy anything uh i think i mean maybe we'll I mean, we haven't sent it out yet. We're actually doing this pre-record, so we're not. Uh, those are all the stocks we sold. We might put the cash into like a money market fund, uh, short-term treasuries or something like that. But we haven't decided yet. Uh, so yeah, that's all the buying and selling. We usually have to keep it simple, but now we have what ten percent of the portfolio in cash. It looks like yeah, exactly ten percent. That's how yeah. it ended up. So I hope. I mean, we're not hoping for a more downturn, but we're definitely keeping the cash. Uh, I know everyone uses this term, but optionality open just because it is the easiest thing to do if there is another pullback here. Uh, instead of having to sell something to buy uh, you know, some cheap stocks, you actually just have the cash there to deploy. We are keeping, yeah, like you said, 10% in dry powder. I'm putting that in air quotes because that's what people say. Um, and... Uh, the thesis behind it is, okay, uh, we are a month into quarantine. Everything's shut down. B- uh, business is not functioning normally, obviously. Um, but it's not like a macro thing. The fact is people are going to react negatively, it, at least in a few businesses, um, to 0% top lines or zero top line revenue. Um, and it, businesses are going to get hurt. I have a hard time believing every stock is going to jump after earnings season. So as earnings season hits, I think it's going to be good to have at least some liquidity on the side so that you can attack those opportunities. Yeah, we're in uncertain times right now, and we just want to be able to take advantage of that if things go more uh, negative. You know, yeah, if there's a couple of bad earnings, uh, that's definitely not priced in right now. Right. Um, I think that's going to do it then. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us wherever you're listening. Like and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, also follow us on Twitter at Chit Chat Money. If you aren't on Twitter and you have any questions or you want us to do any shows or you want us to look up any companies, email us at chitchatmoneypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We are not financial advisors. Anything we say or discuss here on Chit Chat Money is not formal advice or recommendation. Thank you guys. See you next time.